Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we are chatting with my old friend, Ben Hardman. Now, he's not really old. He's um, my age, but we uh, connected many years ago in Anderson, Indiana, and uh, playing basketball, and now reconnected because of Facebook, and he was posting some really cool posts about some things he's involved in with kingdom and business and church, and he's a pastor in Georgia. And I knew I'd want to have him on the podcast. So we reconnected just a couple of months ago. And um, today we talked about, you know, how to find out what you're called for, how to find out what lights you up, things like how to discover who you are and, you know, the things that God has put into your heart, how to take those and turn them into what they're supposed to be. So we had an awesome discussion about occupation, uh, about a scripture in Ephesians, uh, how to find out, um, you know, is an idea viable, how to find your first few customers. Uh, he talks about how he was in his youth ministry as a youth pastor, how he learned to be an entrepreneur there. And so it was just an awesome conversation. You're going to love it. And here is my interview with Ben. Ben, welcome to Streams of Income, man. Thanks so much for doing hey, this. Hey, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. It's so fun getting to know you again. Like, I feel like... Um, so for those of you that don't don't know, um, you know, Ben and I were friends years ago, 20, 20 years ago. Um back in the old now, Indiana. man. It was it was back. Yeah. <laughs> you were the basketball king. Um, you and my buddy Mo Jackson uh, mm -hmm. battled it out on the court and I uh, kind of just sat in the back and shot threes and so <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were just way more athletic than me, um, and Mo. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore buddy it's all gone now i can't play at all now my knees and ankles there's oh, nothing left man. gosh wow well you have a cool interesting story and you were posting some stuff on facebook recently that totally just caught my attention and, and it sounded exactly like some of the things that i'm working on and some of the things the lord's placed on my heart and so but first let's tell you talk about your story so like maybe start from you know after you left what what were you doing? Like maybe from the time that we met on, um, you don't have to go yeah. deep, but uh, I know you, you've been a pastor and you are a pastor and now you're doing this kingdom dreams initiative stuff. So just walk us through your story. Yeah. So I've been a pastor for 27 years uh, in that time, worked in kind of all kinds of different pastoral contexts. So I served in the third largest church in the United States for 12 years on the leadership team. Wow. Uh, I planted a church in the uh, <laughs> fourth poorest zip code in the United States, uh, which was all college students and urban poor. We kind of did missional communities there. I, I now pastor a church in Marietta, Georgia, uh -huh. uh, kind of right outside of Atlanta with the Grace family of churches. Uh -huh. uh, and one of the things that I have always kind of connected with is just being super entrepreneurial, super apostolic. I love to start things. So I'm just yeah. a starter. Uh, I, I kind of live in kind of the future of this is who we could be five years from now. And so yeah. a lot of what I learned about entrepreneurship, I learned in the church, yeah. uh, being a youth pastor and, you know, you, uh -huh. you're like, here's, you gotta, that was what I was doing in Anderson when you and I knew each other of like, here you go, there's no kids and you got a budget and you got to figure out how do you get kids to come and how do wow. you connect with them? And, 
and uh, you're running events and you're managing a budget and all of those kinds of things. And so uh, in my journey, I've, I've started a a number of different kind of coaching ministries where I've done coaching Mm -hmm. and training for pastors. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then about two years ago, uh, we were beta testing a bunch of stuff kind of in the grace family around entrepreneurship and just the idea of there's a good work that's been prepared in advance for everyone. Right. So that Ephesians passage and that good work is, is translated like occupation. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so as followers of Christ, we believe that there is a kingdom occupation that is assigned to us and everything we need for that has already been deposited in us from our creation. So God in the beginning of time knew who we were like when we were 20, Ryan, he knew what we would be doing now. Right? There was like this picture of this is what I'm going to put in them because I want what I've put in them to produce good. I want to bless them to be a blessing. And so Mm. I want what I put in them to produce a result. So we believe that every follower of Jesus has a kingdom dream. There's a kingdom yeah. assignment that's been placed in the inside of you. Um, and for some people, that means like, I'm going to go launch a nonprofit yeah. uh, that's going to bring social or justice or mm. change for the community. For some people, it means I'm going to you know, start a ministry or a micro church or a missional community. Um, for some people, it means I'm going to start a business, right? I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to start a business and, and I'm going to pay for some employees to send their kids to college. And I'm going to bring mm-hmm. good into the world by bringing a product into the world that people don't have and people need. Yeah. And so uh, we started just kind of experimenting this with this in the grace family of just mm-hmm. like running some accelerators, incubators around yeah. business and nonprofit. Um, and, kind of stumbled into like, I think we've got a, I think we've got something here. Um, So we were chosen by a venture project as one Uh of the top 25 ideas that can transform the church over the next 25 years. Uh, They gave us some funding and about Uh a year and a half ago, we went public with Kingdom Dreams Initiative and we run about three to four incubators, accelerators a year uh, for people that want to launch their Kingdom Dream. Sorry, that was a lot. Goodness. No, that's awesome. So many places to dig in. Um, Wow. The occupation thing is interesting. Um, Do you feel like it's um, Dan Miller in his book, 48 Days of the Work You Love, talks about this, the the word um, avodah in Hebrew. I may be butchering the pronunciation, but it's work and worship's the same word. Um, And he talks about that, you know, like I may be gifted with uh, administration, but God may not necessarily be calling me to a specific, he said, there's a difference between your job and your vocation. Like my application of my administration could be that I, I am a CEO of a business or I am, I work at, you know, at the admin office at Anderson university. Um, yep. Do you feel like, and this is totally just ask, and I'm not even sure the exact answer here, but, or what you necessarily going to say, but um, do you feel like God is specific about, Ben, I want you to work at Anderson University and be the admin director. Or is it more or is it more open? Like I've gifted yeah, you with these good. gifts and you can kind of freely choose. I mean, I'm sure there's oppor- sure there's times when like I need you to be at this job for this specific reason because you need to meet this specific person. And there's things like that I'm, yeah. I'm sure that happen. But do you feel like God's given us some freedom and uh, as far as like a hand, you've got this this go- this gift, kind of use it however because it may change from, you know, you may not be in the same job all your life. And so yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think there's, I, I think God trusts us with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think there's like one single, 
you know, Ben was supposed to be the pastor at Grace Marietta Church in Marietta, Georgia, and anywhere else would be unfaithful. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's like yeah. so many different opportunities that God, so God deposits in us, he entrusts us. It's, it's, uh, it's really like similar to what God teaches us about money and stewardship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a stewarding of my gifts and my abilities and yes. um, my skills and those kinds of things. Um, and we, we teach people a lot that like sometimes your occupation is your ministry, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm lucky I'm a pastor yeah. where my vocation, my occupation is my ministry. Sometimes your occupation pays for your ministry, Yes, right? Yeah. And so sometimes like my nine to five is not necessarily like my kingdom dream. It's not the mm. kingdom assignment that I have but it funds the kingdom assignment. And so it gives me five hours on the weekend where I can go to the homeless shelter and serve, Mm. or it gives me funding where I can fund refugees from the Ukraine or missionaries in the Muslim world or all of those kinds of things. And so I I think God gives us the opportunity to steward uh, the pieces that he's given us and allows us to kind of choose and and, and where we go and what we do with it, which is really a beautiful kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. How do you feel like with um, folks finding out, I get emails. So people are saying that, you know, I don't even know what God's called me to do. How would you walk somebody through saying, you know, I I've got some things on my heart, but don't even know how to do it. Or maybe they're not even exactly sure where they're gifted. Um, yeah. How do you unpack that for folks? That's one of my favorite things to do. So that's that's okay. the first part of our accelerator incubators mm-hmm. is is we have a four part process yeah. and it's discover, design, develop, and deploy. Is the mm, four, let, you want to if you want to walk process. through that, let's do it because I think this is going to help out a yeah. bunch of people. Yeah. So like discovery is the first part of it, and and there are a lot of people that jump into our accelerator incubator and they're like, man, I just want to get to my business. I just want to launch the thing. I just want to yeah. go. And we have to slow everybody down and say, like, the worst thing that you could do is solve a problem that nobody's having, right? Mm -hmm. Or create something that you're not passionate about and willing to persevere for and and something where you don't have a deep love and compassion and empathy for your customer or client. Uh Like, you've got to create something that inside of you is is stirring and exciting. And so Mm. we walk through a discovery process. We're actually doing one next week. Okay. Um, we've got uh, an amazing entrepreneur here in Atlanta that gives us his place on a lake. Um, nice. He's got the boats and the jet skis and all of that stuff that we pull out, which might be a little cold in October, but we're 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 going to pull them out anyway. We're do it anyway. Uh, and uh, and and we hang out and we just kind of spend a few days, kind of looking at uh, what's your unique calling. Mm. Um, we look at we look at the passion. So what's Mm -hmm. the passion that God has deposited in you? We look at the person. What are the gifts you have? So we do a lot of gift assessments. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those are things like Enneagram that Christian folks are familiar with. Some of them is just like Myers-Briggs, DISC. Um, We want to just get a real clear picture of who you are, of what you're passionate about. And then the last circle is the problem. What's the problem that you were placed here to solve? Mm. And out of that, we try and develop kind of what's your two words. So when I went through this process, my two words was awaken dreams. Uh, I think that's what I'm placed here to do. And I think that's when I make my best contribution to the world or what we would call as like a kingdom contribution is when I'm helping other people like awaken the thing that's inside of you, that there is something that's been deposited in you. Um, Uh We talk about it as like an excavation process, right? Yes. 
it's already there. And so we're excavating what God has already deposited in you to help you find clarity around that. Yeah. So we do that discovery side, then we move to a design uh, phase. Mm-hmm. And, and in the design phase, we, we really ask everybody, we just want you to do two things. Uh, we want you to build a prototype and we want you to talk to clients and customers. Um, so talk to users and build a prototype of some sort. And so we've got everything from nonprofits, like coaching ministries, people that are building like a framework for a coaching, you know, an eight week session or a video, you know, series or those kinds mm-hmm. of things to uh, I'm launching a coffee shop, you know, those kinds of things. But you're kind of building out a prototype, talking to users. Uh, we do what we call an ideation and design lab, uh, where we take people through a process of what's your value proposition. It's kind of like building your business model canvas at that time. Mm-hmm. You're kind of mm-hmm. filling in the blanks of those spaces and starting it kind of as a rough draft. What we do as a team is we kind of grade everybody coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get a, a red light, a yellow light, or a green light in uh-huh. every one of the indicators around okay. your business. Okay. Uh, and then that gives us a framework on, okay, we really need to work with this person on their story, or we really need to work with them on their value proposition or their execution or you know whatever that thing is, we kind of highlight that. Uh, and then we move into a development phase um, where we're actually, we, we try and raise some funds uh, and so we help you kind of raise some funds. Our commitment is everything that you pay to be a part of our program, we're going to help you earn back by the time that you're done with the program. Awesome. So we help some people kind of raise the funds to launch their kingdom dream. Um, and then also like, what? how do I get my first five customers or my first five clients? Or how do I get... Um, you know, if it's, if it's a church thing, my first five congregants, like how do I, how do we gather the first fruits of this group and, and start putting that together? And then lastly, we do a, we do a big demo day at the end, which is our deployment phase where we teach people to pitch. Uh, we have a generosity network and an investing network and we have them pitch in front of a group. So November 20th in Atlanta, we've got uh, 10 people coming in from our last, uh, our, our uh, spring incubator we're going to kind of launch and pitch in front of the group and try and raise some funds and um, get good at telling their stories. And then we kind of release you into the wild to go do your wow, thing. But that's awesome. It's such a fun process, man. I'm, yeah. I'm lo- like it's my favorite thing I've ever done. I'm so wow. in love with it right now. Is there not like, can we like just almost, almost kind of like role playing for a second here? Like, give me an example. Like yep. let's look, walk somebody through like, a, obviously people listen to this. They have all kinds of ideas under the sun and interests, but if we, if I think about my, my normal listener, there's a lot of e-commerce sellers he, here listening, but they might have ideas for a coaching program or turning something they know into a course or a book or a membership type program. So, um, you know, walk me through what that discovery, like even some of the questions you might ask. So somebody listening to this can actually be thinking about this you know, each of this step. So what are some of the things you help people? Obviously you probably go way deep at this, this retreat that you do, but high level questions that you would ask somebody to help them start to discover what it is, you know, that what's the questions that start the excavation process. Yeah. Well, we, we talk about how our, our power is, is fine is found in alignment, right? Mm. So it's, it's when who I was made to be connects with the passion and connects with the problem. So Frederick mm. Buechner said, 
um, where your deep gladness and the world's hurt meets, like mm -hmm. that's your calling. That's the, yeah. I, I just butchered that quote, by the way, but, no, but I've something heard that around those lines, yes. but that, that, that when, when, when there's a problem in the world and your passion and your power, right, your, the things that have been placed into you all align. And so that's what we're seeking out is, yeah. is, is there real alignment in this business? Uh, I think a lot of the kind of I'm just doing this to, to generate some income. Like, I think those are positive things. I just want to get sure. some fast cash and I want to do that. I just yeah. don't know that those have like lasting power right. unless you're, you've got this passion that's wrapped up in the work that you're doing. Sure. Um, and so yeah. we really want to help people kind of get that alignment around, okay, I'm operating in my area of strength, mm. in my area of passion. Um, it's it's kind of like, how do I find the flow? Right. How yeah. do I find that work that I do that doesn't feel like work? I can get yeah. lost in it. Yeah. Uh, I, I do it for four hours and I look up and I think it was a half hour yes. um, because I'm just having fun. You know, how or do you, you how get do on the get call like with that? somebody like with I bet you do, because it sounds like your two words could also be my words, awakened dreams. That's one of the things I love to talk to people about after I get off a call where it wasn't even a, you have coaching calls and consulting calls where that's your thing. I, I kind of naturally just do that. I don't really have like a program where somebody pays me. I probably should because I do it all the time anyway for free. But like um, <laughs> I get off those calls and it's like, wow, I'm, I'm energized. It, it's not a yeah. drain. Um, it's fun. I just, it's, yes. you know, it, it lights me up to have a conversation with somebody like what you do and help them. The light bulb goes off in their head and like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've sometimes called myself a spiritual entrepreneur. Like I, yeah. like when I start talking about ideas of uh -huh. something that's going to make a difference in the world or yeah. make a difference for the kingdom, like uh -huh. I get like a literal adrenaline rush. I'll get yes. goosebumps and I just like, I can, I can just sit around and talk about ideas all yeah. the time. And yeah. when I hear a great one, you know, or something that like, Oh wow, that could really make a difference in your town or in your community or yeah. in the world at large. Like, yeah. I just want to leverage, I, I, you know, we're getting older, Ryan. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm running straight towards 50 right now. And, and uh, like, I, I'm, I'm just getting to the point where I just want to leverage all that I have for the second half of my life yeah. into like, let's, let's help make somebody else's dream happen. Let's, yeah. let's leverage what we have for the sake Absolutely. of others. So it's been so fun, man. Do you feel like when you, um, so I, I would even use this term, tell me if you agree with it. You know, you're anointed to do that. And the same, yeah. um, like when you get up and preach on Sundays, I bet that you just, there's times when you just know you're in the flow. Like it's almost not, it's not even you necessarily speaking anymore. The Holy Spirit speaking through you and you're just, you're just going. And it's, um, yeah. does that same thing happen on those types of calls where the ideas Absolutely. just get downloaded into your, into your oh, spirit? Man. And then, you know, it's a God idea for that person. Um, and then you're anointed to do that. Yeah, I think. Uh, like one of the things I had to really learn as a pastor was I understood that the Holy Spirit was present and at work when I was preaching. Uh -huh. And so there was like a really, like this is a holy moment. There's something significant happening here. I've studied yeah. all week for this moment right. and the Holy Spirit of God is going to show up in that moment. And I had like a lot of faith for that and a lot of, and I learned to kind of walk with the spirit in that, listen to the yeah. spirit, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, but I didn't have that same theology when I was like having coffee with somebody from the church. Mm. Uh, and it took me probably, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a slow adapter, but it took me like 15 years in ministry before I started to realize like, oh, wait a minute. Like 
on this phone call right now, God is present and at work. Yeah. And uh, when I'm drinking coffee with somebody from the church who's having trouble in their marriage, God is present and at work. And I have this ability to access the Holy Spirit yes. for wisdom and guidance and direction so and skills. And yeah. uh, all of that is available to us. Uh, we, yeah. you know, we have the authority of the Father. Uh, mm-hmm. The Father loves to work through us and in us. And so all of that's available to us. I think sometimes our theology is like holy things happen on Sunday, mm-hmm. anointed things happen on Sunday, and they happen with the professionals versus like no every day every moment is anointed yeah. right god so so we always yes. talk about god is always present and at work yes he's always moving oh, and and at work and oh, so the, the problem is not his lack of presence it's my lack of awareness yes of his presence <laughs> so how would you okay if we we're going back to the discovery so would maybe so some of the things like it went what does what makes you um when you get off of you get you do that you're more energized rather than tired like for me, for example, like if I went and, you know, did a house project and did some home improvement type stuff, that is not my zone at all. Mm-hmm. Like I'm frustrated the whole time. I'm, you know, wanting to cuss. Um, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, why didn't I pay somebody to do this? Mm-hmm. That's where a clue for somebody to know, like, that's not your thing. Like I would not survive in a, a handyman role somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, my wife and I have almost got divorces around ikea furniture like i i just think that's <laughs> it's a bad combination she's she's like a detail uh-huh. person wants to get everything right and i'm like seven steps ahead and i read the yeah. instructions yes. we just fight the whole time um <laughs> so yeah I, I i think it's part of it is discovering kind of what you what you enjoy and what you're passionate about but yeah. I, I think it's deeper than that of of not just like what am i having a good time doing mm-hmm. but but what sure. makes me what makes me come alive yeah. and, and where do I make my greatest contribution? Mm. Um, and so we, we, we actually will have every participant in our retreat next week. They'll text 10 friends and just ask them the question, like, what's the thing that I do oh. that, that you experience through me that you feel like I contribute to the world in a really beautiful way. That. Yeah. And that I come alive while I'm doing it. And it's always amazing. Like, uh, every time we do this, there's somebody that just starts weeping when they start mm. reading the text that come back because they're yeah. like, I didn't, I didn't know that I did that. And I didn't know that was significant. Yeah. Um, you know, why is because and you're that- probably going to say this and totally could say this is just that when you are in your zone of genius and doing that thing, you don't necessarily know it's special because you, God gave you that gift to you. It's normal. Yes. It just ever shouldn't everybody know how to do this no they don't that's what makes you unique and so um i've mentioned this before and i didn't get this myself but somebody else said um we can't read our own labels and it's hard for us to know about ourselves what's so special and what's god what's a gift from god but it's easy for other people to see it because they recognize they don't have that gift yeah Um, and they benefit from it they they you know they receive from you and yeah it's it's we we do a really bad job sometimes in just being able to interpret our story also. Yeah. So that's a big part of the discovery process okay. is, is we will do a timeline and on the timeline, you do your high points and hard times and mm-hmm. you kind of look at your life and just pay attention to, and what are the things that God has placed in my story that are significant? Mm. Um, what are the things that make me, me and what are the yeah. things that, uh, that make me come to life and uh, what are even the hard times that I've experienced in my life that have shaped me and made me yeah. who I am. 
Um, and just kind of looking at all that material and saying, yeah. all right, this is, this was for a purpose, right? Wow. There's, there's good in it. Do you have room for more people at this event next week? <laughs> next week? Uh, no. no, not next no. week. Oh, not man, because I guarantee there's somebody listening like, man, I need to be at that. So um, for, no. I, well, I always do this at the end, but right now there's somebody yeah. listening who probably needs to hear this. Where can they find more? Just they just go to Kingdom Dreams Initiative? KingdomDreamsInitiative.com. Yeah. And my email is Ben at KingdomDreamsInitiative.com. So real simple. Um, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. We, we, we run our incubators. We've got another incubator starting in January. So okay. our, our fall one is full. And so there's no space for, for okay. that. But we're launching another one in January. And I think we've got, well, I know we've got some spots left uh, nice. for that at this point. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Um, you're getting me excited about this. Like I, I might want to come. Um, okay. Come so on. the design... <laughs> The design part, um, you build a prototype and talk to users. So is that a, like, um, is that almost like just talking to your customers before you even have a, a, a business quite yet? Before you go to all the work of creating the coffee shop, you talk to, you find out, is there even a need for a coffee shop here? Would yep. If I started it, would people come? If I created this course, would people buy it? Is that the type of thing? Yeah, we're working on minimum viable products and we're looking on, we're, we're, we're kind of asking the questions like, is, the, is there a need for this? Because mm. you know, if you can't find one customer to give it away to <laughs> you're not going to find 10 that will pay for it how do you do that uh, for a call you do that at the retreat this process the design process no so it's a separate day okay because so we'll, i thought we'll do yeah okay because if you're yeah, building so a coffee do shop retreat. how do they um how do they vet that out um yeah so like uh one of the guys that so one of the guys that went through our process uh he, he's an executive at new balance shoes okay uh was feeling like burnt uh feeling like man if i take that next promotion uh i'm gonna sacrifice my family on the altar of success i'm mm. just not willing to do that yeah. he loves outdoor sports and loves just being outdoors and loves coffee and okay. so he created a mobile coffee truck that goes to outdoor sporting events uh, awesome. all over the state of Georgia and amazing things. So like when he was prototyping, what he did was he, he just, he put together like, I, here's the coffee that I'm going to brew. Here's the, here's the stuff that I want to do. And he just went to small events and just set up a little booth and just had conversations. Like, do you like this coffee? What would, you know, and started just kind of going to those events and asking questions. The goal for us is like, you want to fail fast in that. Yes, like, you want to learn right away. And so you want to, you want to experience like, oh, this isn't working. Um, yeah. Those kinds of things. My dogs are getting involved. Oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. My no wife just walked in the door. And, uh, no, all good. That's, that's, that's Jimmy and Rudy, everyone. This is part um, of working for They're obnoxious. Uh, my son will walk into my podcast ep episodes many times and yell something or whatever. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So it's the idea is just, we want to fail fast. We want to learn quickly. Yeah. How, how do I create something small that tests? Yeah. Uh, and so it's that design thinking model of I'm testing everything. I'm trying to learn from this and I'm just recognizing um, typically for us, like, a lot of times where the entrepreneur starts is not anywhere near where they end. Yes, at the end of that's process. so true. So the idea morphs and shapes and pivots and turns yeah. and becomes something different along the way. Give me an example that's of not one where, um, can you think of an example off the top of your head of somebody that came in and was thinking one way, but it was completely different or at least looked 
um, after going through this discovery and design process, they decided not to open the coffee shop or not to create a course on that topic or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, one uh, one that's a little crazy is we, we had a guy that came through. We've got a lot of churches that go through our process that are looking for secondary income streams. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe, I mean, we could go into this in a lot of detail, but there's a financial crisis coming for the church if it's not already here. Mm. And churches that are just 100% dependent on tithes are going to be in trouble in the future unless yeah. you're a mega, mega you know, unless you're the Walmart of churches yeah. um, or what we say in Atlanta, North Point. Um, like that's the, <laughs> if, if you're not one of those guys, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna have that tension. And so one of the guys came in with the intention of, I'm going to create a secondary income stream for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked, you know, coffee shop, daycare, you know, all the kinds of co-working space. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a lot of those kinds of things, helping people kind of launch those kinds of projects. Yeah. Uh, and in the process, he just realized, like, I really come to life when I'm working with young married couples. Uh-huh. Uh, and my favorite thing about my job is like premarital counseling. Mm. And uh, and so he actually shaped a business where he and his wife do sessions uh, online. And <laughs> they what they do is they they have the couple make a cocktail with them. And so, uh-huh. so they they actually make a old fashioned or something like that <laughs> on the thing and they teach them how to do that. Uh-huh. And then they have conversations over a cocktail like they were sitting at their house having a drink. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and and yeah. so it completely shifted from like, we're going to do something to like, we're doing this thing and I'm building this thing. And so yeah. um, that's been, a, that was a really strange pivot, but it's, wow, it's been a fun sure. thing and a, and a fun project that he's working on. That's so cool. Okay. Uh, so we, anything else about the design phase? Do you think we, I mean, I know we could go deep on every one of these and yeah. it's been hours and hours, but anything yeah. more there? No, not, I mean, uh, not without getting into the weeds, I think we get into this. <laughs> All right, what about development and here. deployment? What, uh, this, so this person that's creating a coffee shop, um, what's the deployment look like for that or for your friend, the new balance guy that created the, the mobile truck? Yeah. So development for us is, is we, we want to uniquely connect you to the right relationships of who mm. you need to grow. And so we've got a really wonderful entrepreneurial network here in Atlanta mm-hmm. that we can connect people to. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we're getting ready. Our, our group this week is training for their pitches. And so we've mm. got an expert who trains people to make, you know, pitches with investors that's going to come on wow. and give kind of an overview and then provide individual coaching. So the next two weeks will be that expert working with them. Yeah. One, to give them a framework of like, here's a template of how to build your pitch. Two, yeah. to actually coach them. So they're going to deliver their pitch online yeah. uh, and get coaching and feedback from our coaches um, so that they can show up and do that. So we're looking for that with everybody. So everybody's got a one-on-one coach that they're assigned with. Oh, that's so, awesome. Like Ryan, you may have a coach that's working with you, particularly in marketing uh, or in sales or those kinds of things. And we're trying to connect them to who's the person in our network that they'll get the most value from. So um, there's always kind of a specific uh, learning path for each person that goes through. So by the time we get through the design phase, we okay. kind of have a developmental plan for each person that's involved in the process that's where awesome. we're sending them uh, to different spots and different people and connecting them. Um, it's, we just want to be generative with our network yeah. even. And so like yeah. we, it's been so fun, man. We, 
we had like a, we had some marketing experts come on and do two sessions for us. And I was joking with them. I was just like, thanks guys. Like you guys did that for me for like, I, I sent them like a hundred dollar gift card. Like we, we do, they did this for nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what would you normally charge for that session? And he was like, you don't even want to know. And he was like, I would have billed you 10 grand for those two sessions. Yeah. Uh, and so we're just trying to like, we've got these, but there's so many people, I think in, um, in kind of the faith and business world that mm-hmm. so passionately want to see those two worlds connect yes, and so passionately see the connections of like, uh-huh. man, if the church would understand some of the beauty of the design thinking and startup yeah. thinking, like it would accelerate the growth of mm-hmm. so many different churches um, because churches know how to create impact without income. And vice versa, like most business leaders I I work with, they know how to create income, like making money for them is not that hard, but they struggle. Like, where's my impact? What am I really doing that matters? And I want to make a dent in the world that I want to do something significant. Church leaders know how to do that. And so when you can bring those guys together, something really beautiful happens. Yeah, well, that's one of the things you said you wanted to talk about, or you you talk about a lot. So feel free to go down that path. Is there anything more specific about that? You, I wrote down what you uh, what you learned and what what can be learned in the business world to apply to the church and vice versa. Yeah, like I, uh, oh man, when you when you like when you do a deep dive into human design thinking. And you just think about the process of design thinking. It it feels so um, it feels so biblical to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like you're looking at the customer, you're looking at the problem, mm-hmm. you're trying to solve a legit like you're trying to bring good into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, there, when you're doing business right, I, I think business gets a bad rap of like it's all about profits and oh, it's right. all about taking advantage of. And, and I think the the small few who do it poorly um, kind of represent the larger group. But when you're doing business right, you're you create a product that makes a difference for somebody. Yes, and somebody wants to be your customer because you're making a difference for them. Absolutely, and you're bringing good into the world. And so yeah. I, I talk to so many business leaders and just say like. And if the only thing that you do is employ five people for a decade and they're able to send their kids to college mm-hmm. and they're able to go on vacations that they couldn't go on before, yes. and they're able to, like you're bringing so much good into the world. Yes. Uh, and so for the church to just kind of start by let's start with the problem mm-hmm. and let's work backwards from the problem yeah. for the church to understand the idea of beta testing, like pastors are terrible at this. Like we just, we like, come down off Mount Sinai and make decrees. Like, this is what we're doing, right? This is what's happening rather than like, Hey, we're going to try this beneath the surface. We're going to try this kind of on a small scale. We're going to see if there's fruit there. And if there's fruit, we're going to follow the fruit. Like that's what business leaders do all over the place. So there's so much the church can learn. And then I just, you know, I'm a faith guy. And so I just really believe that Jesus way is the best way. Um, I, I think Jesus was the greatest teacher that ever walked the earth. I think he was the greatest prophet that ever walked the earth. I think he was the greatest fisherman that ever walked the earth. I think it, he was the greatest carpenter that ever walked the earth. If he would have decided to be a baker, he would have made the best cakes. Like there's just wisdom in Jesus uh, that we can discover that changes the way we see the world and interpret the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't want to overplay the no, faith stuff. No, that's so here, good. What I, about I so, just, so for the people that are matters. listening, they're in business. Um, what would you? So you know, you're in front of a bunch of business owners. What would you tell yeah. them from the stage about the things that you've learned in the church that can apply to business? 
Yeah, I, I would say uh, what you're doing matters mm. and, and what you're doing is significant. Mm. And there is a real calling, like you said earlier, an anointing mm. uh, around business. Uh, I would say uh, we have really bad theology around money. Uh, and so I think the church has primarily taught either a prosperity uh, mm -hmm. gospel or a poverty gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, one says that I'm righteous because I'm rich and one says I'm holy because I'm poor. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that the gospel paints a very different picture. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I am really grateful that there are people in my church who make a lot of money mm -hmm. and are generous with that money. Yes. Like I, I'm really grateful that there are people that have supported me throughout my ministry career because they've done the hard work to, to do the thing that they were called to do, which is create mm -hmm. business and create wealth. Yeah. Um, the church needs wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and so I think God oftentimes is helping business leaders get a vision for the idea. What, like, I think the big message for me would be, you're not the CEO of your organization. You're the pastor of your organization. And you're there to pastor the people that are with you and, and you're there to care for them, um, to walk with them. I mean, what other job do you have where you walk with people through every stage of grief and pain and hurt yeah. and, and, and you get to call out all the good stuff over and over yeah. again? Like that's very pastoral work is saying, hey, Nancy, when you create these documents, man, you do it better than anybody else. And like, I'm so grateful that we found you and I'm so thankful. And thanks for blessing me by bringing your gift to this. And, um, you know, the smallest menial task, like it brings good into the world. Yeah. And so this just idea of like the work that we do through business is providing human flourishing and it's good for the world. And if we're solving problems that people are experiencing, uh, we're, we're doing a good thing. Uh, yeah, and are. so God is with you in your business and he's working in your business and he, he wants to give you authority and, and, and power and strength in your business. And, um, and so I, I think there's that kind of mentality of like the pastors are the chosen ones who are right. doing some kind of specific holy work. I would love to recapture that theology of mm. our nine to fives are holy. Our yep. nine to fives are good. Yes. And when I go to work uh, in my business at KDI, it's just as holy as when I walk in the doors of the church. Amen. Wow. That's awesome. Good stuff. I mean, I'm taking lots of notes. What else is on your heart? Anything else on your heart around that topic or anything else that you want to share? Oh man. I just like, I appreciate you, Ryan. I, I just, I've I, just in reconnecting over the past few months, uh, like you exhibit all the things that I'm talking about of just like, I, I'm being generous with what I have. Uh, I'm not being withholding. Uh, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to give it away and I'm trying to bless other people with what I've been blessed with. And so um, I, I just encourage your listeners, like Ryan's a good example of live, someone who's living this out. And so keep leaning into that and keep trying to figure out how do I, um, how do I be generous with what I have? How do I release it to others? How do I empower and equip others to do the thing that they've been called to do. And right. in the midst of that, I just think good things happen in business and in the kingdom. Good things happen. Yes. When you're blessing your customers, they're going to come back. They're going to become raving fans. That's right. Uh, when you're serving well and you're generous, there's a reciprocity that's created. Um, and people know when it's 
genuine and when it's fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. People just, they can read through kind of, they have, they have those meters that tell them when, when it's fake. Uh, and when there's real generosity, there is reciprocity connected to it and good things begin to happen. And um, so there's something really holy about that whole process that um, I don't think we should shy away from or be embarrassed by or, or be afraid of. Mm. So good. So people reach you kingdomdreamsinitiative.com and then Ben at kingdomdreamsinitiative.com. Yep. And we'd love to chat and talk. Love it. And next anyway, retreat is uh, the next one that's open is January. January. So the next, awesome. the next incubator accelerator, it's yes. a, it's a four month process. It's a, it's $4,000. So it's a thousand dollars a month uh, to be a part of that process. And you get the retreat, all those different components that we talked about. Oh, that's so. a steal for all that you get for that. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Well, thanks so much for being on here, Ben. It was, uh, it was great. Thank awesome. you. See you next time. Let me know too. If you ever want to come back, you just let me know. You just feel free to say, hey, I got something new I want to talk about. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.